Lucas. 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 Will you listen? Good morning. What, what do they do? Yeah, what do they do at the start of the at the start of the Eurovision? They do all these languages. Would you know? Do you want to do that? <laughs> kind of catching me on the hop here. Yeah, it only came into my I head. Need some prep time. Uh, guten Morgen, buen día. Bienvenue. <laughs> That's the something like that. What's the French one? Bienvenue. I don't know what they say after that. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> one way or the other, you're very welcome. You're very podcast. You're very welcome to the fiftieth Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, there will be many wonderful contestants taking part today, including but not limited to Aldon. And, and me, my, Bennett. And my dog, Stevie, who's singing away, trying to chase a ball here. Exactly. So, well, that's the singing taken care of, isn't it? We didn't do the intro last... I was distracted last week because the studio had broken and I was trying to fix it and we didn't do the intro. And I do know we've we've had a lot of, a lot of new listeners, so we, we kind of need to explain, one, who we are and two, what we yes. do. So it's two old radio heads going through six subjects in around 30 minutes with their opinions and stories thrown in. Basically, it's myself and Neve having a cup of coffee on a, on, on a Friday and having a chat because that's what we... That's what we do. It gives us an excuse to have a cup of coffee and a chat or a cup of tea. Bear that's in mind. We, yes, that's what we used to do. Yeah, whereas now it's all over Zoom and it's it's whatever. Uh, bear in mind, we don't know what, the, what each sub, each other's subjects are. So whatever you're talking about, I have no idea what it is and you have no idea what, what I'm talking about. Basically the same as when we were on the radio, I would imagine. Where else can you get spontaneous reactions like that? Exactly. That uh, is wonderful. We're really just here to amuse ourselves. You're welcome to contribute at lookit at uniquemedia.ie. You can tweet us, lookit podcast on Twitter. Last week, right, after the yes. programme, um, it, yes. it's edited down. After we do it, it's, it's when I say edited, there isn't that much work involved, but um, we, we stick on bits and pieces in it. And then I, I they let me on Twitter. And I put up what what we were talking about, and that's my my Twitter piece for the for the week. Mel obviously looks after Twitter most of the time, and last week I put up gnomes and spelt it wrong. Did you? For some I, reason, um, I spelt it K N O M E. That's that's okay. At least you didn't spell it with an N. Like at least you knew there was a kind of a a bit of a false start there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin picked up on it. Yeah. No, I un- I understand why you might do that. I don't judge you very, very much for that. Um, well, and, and you're known for judging people. I am known for judging people. That's what you do. That is exactly it. Now, if you if you mix up there, there, and there, oh, I'd to be sure, give you a bit, bit more stick about it. But I, I'll forgive you for gnome. I don't use the word Being gnome very often. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but <laughs> unlike yourself, who bought them for your garden. Yeah, I do have two garden gnomes. One is a pink hat and one is a blue hat. And surprisingly, they actually don't have names. Most of my things have names, but the gnomes do not have names. Why didn't you name them? I obviously dropped the ball there. I must have been having an off day. I usually name everything. You'd want to get your act together, Neve. I know, I'm beginning to lose it here now in the pandemic. I think I'm just losing my edge. Hmm. We're only three, no, we're only three minutes in. We probably should start. Normally it takes us a yes. lot longer. So the first topic is current affairs, and I have some very important news. Yes. To share. You're going to become from a nun. The Irish Examiner. Uh, I tried and I got kicked out. Okay. But I could be. I probably missed it now. The owner of a legal hanging egg chair, which went on sale yesterday, mm-hmm. and some people. I love a cue story. I love what makes people cue. At 5.30 in the morning, it always makes me kind of 
mesmerized and I wonder what I would queue for at 5.30 in the morning but these people were queuing for a little hanging egg chair which was hugely popular sold out within 24 hours last year so it arrived and people went absolutely mental so it's 219 euro 99 cent so I don't I know egg chairs are very expensive I don't know if this is an amazing deal but it must have been because people went mad and it was a big social media thing and people were queuing up. Yeah, some queues starting at 5.30 a.m. Although, when I Googled it again this morning, I discovered that some deliveries hadn't come into selected stores. Oh. So I wonder, I wonder were there people queuing at 5.30 who didn't get it? I, I saw them in the paper last Sunday and I thought, I wouldn't mind one of them. I'm going to get one of them. I didn't know Lidl did them, but I as soon as I... I have to get work done in the house, but I've been talking about this for about four years. My granny had a hanging egg chair, and it was so great that we're going to get one eventually. I've never been in one. They look really interesting. So tell me about your granny's hanging egg chair. You kind of feel like you're you're out walking on the moon because you're kind of suspended and you're sort of bobbing along. I'm definitely going to get one, so I'm definitely going to get one. <laughs> and it's just a very lovely sensation, almost like treading water. And it just feels wonderful. That sounds really good. I and want a hanging egg chair. That's what I want for my well, birthday. Well, you've sold it on to me. <laughs> um, in fact, if I get one, I'll send it in, send it over to you for your for your uh, for your birthday. When is your birthday? It's Dude, May, is it? Birthday is the twenty sixth of August. Ah, okay. Don't worry, I'll, I'll give you monthly reminders <laughs> so you don't miss it. <laughs> I, don't worry. Yes, indeed. I'll keep you informed. I'll give you a, a registration list or whatever you call it, registry list. I can't remember what those things are called. Uh, you know when you register for gifts yes. and then people can pick a gift off your list and then you know how much they spent on you. Uh, okay. I'll do that for you. Well, I'll yeah, get you I'll get you a very a very small hanging egg chair. That would be wonderful for my dog, my exactly. tiny dog. Well, if I, listen, but if I can find I, if I can find a cheap one for myself, I'll get two. Excel. I was trying to think what would I queue for at 5:30 in the morning? Probably an expensive handbag that was on sale. Oh, you like your Probably. handbags. I do. Uh, and I, I feel like that will be worth, you know, four or five hours of of my time. You have one of those. Do you have or a... Or for like a theme park. Yeah, obviously. Pardon? Do you have one of those, uh, I think you do, an antique handbag, if I remember correctly? I have a few. I like vintage handbags. I like the old ones. Yeah. I like the story. I like the feel. I like the history. I actually really like vintage handbags. Yes, I do. I remember you coming into work with one one day and telling me about it. And obviously I was so interested, I've remembered every detail, not. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it was absolutely fabulous. I probably got a great deal on it too. But uh, yes, what I queue for, I would queue for a very expensive handbag. If hmm. there was something worth my while yes. about the deal. I have so no idea. Want to be good. I have no idea what I'd queue for. You're better in the morning than I am though. Everyone is, Neve. It's <laughs> too true. Yes. Uh, to be so, fair, now, now to be fair, when, when we when we were doing breakfast, you you were always bright and breezy by the time you got into our studio. Ish. <laughs> not not previously though. No, you might come in with a bit I of a face on you. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was great being in that show because I never saw anyone in the morning. No one ever saw me except when you were there because. It was done. Well, when you there were, was, yeah, when you were working with Will, he was down in Limerick, and you were in Dublin. And I was in Dublin, so we were chatting to each other from across the country. So no one ever saw that you were in your pajamas or that you were, uh, you know, having a terrible hair day. 
for the third day running. So I got away with an awful lot. Not when I was there, madam. No, not in any way. Not at all. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, and then uh, my dear friend Eric would come in at 8 o'clock and we'd go to the canteen together. And that oh, was yes. the highlight. Remember those Great. days. Good days. Well, Good maybe, days. maybe in September, you know, you might be back out there. You never know. Mm. You never know. Indeed. Hopefully not at 6 a.m. <laughs> what is your current affairs story? I have two of them, yes. right? And I think you'd like Do both. Um, I've one about a giant rabbit. Excellent. I love an oversized animal. You do, but I'm, I'm thinking of holding on to it because the other one is more appealing the to me. The rabbit or the story? Okay, okay. <laughs> the story. Actually, okay. on the subject of that, we have people, we, we work we work in, in town just near um, near uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral and we're on the bottom floor, our offices of, of apartments which are above and there's a, there's a courtyard out the back and there are some girls who walk rabbits on a lead out the back. Unfortunately, I think I know one of them. <laughs> She's really cool. She's my friend. She has a rabbit she walks. She lives in and around there. Like, how many girls could there be walking rabbits? There are two of them. <laughs> I'm, I suppose I'm not really surprised you know them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know one of them. Uh, so how many rabbits are they walking? Um, the, well, the, there's two girls. They each have a rabbit and they each walk them. I haven't seen them now in a while, but they, they, uh, they're at the ba- at the back there in the courtyard where on the on the grass, walking the rabbits on the lead. If I was a rabbit, I would want to be walked. Do you think? I, thought I actually know people who walk their rabbits. Okay. I thought it was a little bit odd, which, which leads me... Actually, I'm not going to do either of these stories. I'm going to do another one, which I don't <laughs> have prepared, which <clears throat> somebody told me about yesterday, um, that... There was someone down the country somewhere who was taking their sheep for a walk on a lead. I met a sheep on a walk on a lead in halfway between Bray and Greystones about two years ago. And her name was Luna. And we were doing the cliff walk around Bray Head. Yeah. And I saw a sheep coming with the woman. And it's it's hard to react in the moment because you think, am I, is this a norm? Because your brain's like, there's a sheep on the walk. This is abnormal. Or maybe you're dreaming. Yeah, but she had a sheep on lead and she was walking the sheep and the sheep was having a great time. And it's a long walk. That walk takes like an hour and a half. So fair play to the sheep. And that's that's not a pandemic thing if it was a year and a half ago. No, this is previous to the pandemic. This is 2019 probably. And she was walking a sheep on a lead on the walk from Greystones to Bray. Did you not find it a bit odd? I spoke to her about how <laughs> odd I found it. Right. What'd you do? Just walk up and say, hey, what are you walking the sheep for? Are you mad? But if you're going to walk a sheep, you've got to be prepared to field those kinds of questions. Very true. And how did and she take your, your inquiry? She, you know, no surrender. This wasn't weird to her. This is completely normal. She was walking her sheep. Some people walk their dogs. She walks her sheep. And that was the way it is, which I respected. Sheep or a lamb? Somewhere between the two. Halfway. Because so, sheep are big. It, this was a big sheep. It was a young sheep, but it was a big sheep. It was very well groomed, very white. Right. I didn't know sheep had that kind of stamina, though, that they'd keep up that much and that they'd want to walk that fast. But they do, apparently. Well, I'm thinking of getting the sheep now. Something else I've seen uh, when I was out walking up around your way. Um, not not well, yes. not around your way. Probably more Rathgar. Rathgar you're uh, up that way, anyway. But, um, near the canal, Rathgar. A girl walking her cat. Right. How do cats walk on a lead? Are they good walkers? The, the cats seem to be happy enough. Um, like, was walking ahead of her, not okay. been dragged or anything. I'd never seen that before. And again, this is... I've seen her a couple of times over the last couple of months. 
I don't think I've ever seen a cat on a lead. Well, now to be fair, I'd never seen a sheep on a lead, but it's commonplace in your world, uh, and as is the, yeah. the the rabbits, you know. But uh, the cat was a new one to me as well. I, 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 are people just looking for a reason to go out walking, or and feel that maybe by taking their sheep, rabbit, cat, insert pet name here, um, yeah. you know, that it's going that it makes it more legitimate for them. What's the reasoning behind it? I did know someone who used to walk a ferret around Rath Mines. Yeah, and I would almost accept that because a ferret is close enough to a to a dog, I suppose. And I feel like they could move quite quickly. Yes. They're slithery animals. Yeah, exactly. In their own little ferrety way. Yes. Well, I've never walked anything other than a dog, but I will endeavour to broaden my horizons. I'm thinking of going and getting a sheep now. I think a sheep is a good choice for you. Yeah. Listen, we, we work with the DSPCA. I'm going to ask the guys up there if they have any sheep. Goats apparently are a great, great company as well. And they'll do your garden for you, although they get lonely. Well, a mate of mine who lives in uh, just outside he's in, just outside London. He works on radio in London, uh, Eamon. And he has sheep. He Or not sheep, goats. He's three or four goats. They have very weird eyes. They they triangular <laughs> kind <laughs> of eyes. Maybe stick to the sheep then. Start with the sheep and work from there. I think we probably should. Okay, let's um, let's move on. I'm going to save both of the bits that I had there, the actual rabbit story and the <laughs> other story, which is a great story. I'm going to save that till next week. What have you got as far as the uh, the next one is concerned, which is culture, isn't it? Culture, yes. Yeah. So this is this is this fits within culture in my mind. <laughs> so the culture of names. Oh yeah. The culture of fighting. I don't know. So this is from breaking news. Hundreds show up in U.S. Park for pool noodle Josh fight. So do you know what a pool noodle is? I know what it is to see it, but I didn't know it was called a pool noodle. I know what noodles are. They're those big foam yolks in a swimming pool. You know, those oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Float. So if you were to smack some of the pool noodle, it wouldn't hurt. So some madman called Josh, who was bored, he's 22-year-old Josh Swain from Tucson, Arizona, uh, and he decided to message others who shared his name on social media, and he challenged them to a duel. And hundreds of people showed up at this park in Nebraska, apparently, to participate in this absolute madness, which kicked off with a grueling and righteous battle of rock, paper, scissors between Josh Swain from Arizona and another Josh Swain from Omaha. The overall winner, who was crowned the true, the true Josh, was a five-year-old who received a Burger King crown. And apparently, a mental, brilliant day was had by all Joshes. Now, we're running some back underneath this because your <laughs> your culture piece is obviously you know we expect a lot from Neves because you're cultured if I come out with something like that it'll be expected but you could that's your culture piece that's my culture piece the culture of the name Josh and who truly owns it okay. apparently a five year old owns it you couldn't smack a five year old with a pool noodle though that would just make you a bad Josh you'd have to accept defeat that depends, Neve, on how much you want to win. That's true. Would you smack a five-year-old to claim your name? Hold on. Tell me you wouldn't. <laughs> you who does competitive Pilates, you know. <laughs> the dog does Pilates with me now because I have to do it all at home and do all the videos. And it's one of her favorite times of the day. And she kind of grabs onto various body parts. If you're lifting your leg and she gets lifted up and she loves it. <laughs> you grab your hair. She's very participative in my at-home workouts. <laughs> I love that. Not ideal, but someday I want somebody to record her doing Pilates with me because it is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Get Dave to do it. Get Dave, (laughs) we've got to put that up on social media. (laughs) 
she's very, very interested in working her core. Oh, right. I can see her there in the background. She's actually very interested in snoozing her core off. <laughs> I was worried she was going to be a little rodent. Yeah, she was. Well, she was looking for, looking for the ball earlier on, and now she's... Yeah, she's been a good girl now. We All we need now is Dave to make a, a, a guest appearance, as he did before. <laughs> Yes, one one can hope. Yes, well, there were, yeah. there, there were there were uh, there were there were letters in about it. Yeah, <laughs> is that idiot washing his hands in the middle of a podcast recording? <laughs> exactly. At least he's washing his hands. At least he's being COVID aware. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now eating a tuna sandwich wasn't great, but well, at least his hands were clean. I was going to say you washed his hands beforehand. What do you want That's for God's something. sake? That's something. That's my highbrow culture piece, which made me laugh, and I thought it was. Brilliant. And I love people who put a ton of effort into doing really silly things. Ah, that's why we get on. Um, <laughs> my culture, the top 10, you love a list, the top that 10 scariest movies. Oh, excellent. I just made a podcast about scary kids books. Did you? And we were, we were debating what's the scariest movies. Um, yes, I'm very excited about this. Mm, okay. Hit me, baby. At 10, uh, Friday 13th. I'm not great at watching scary movies because I'm an absolute... I, I thought you'd like all of. I thought you'd like this, and I thought you probably would have seen a lot of them because you 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 do movies more, much more so than me. I mean, as I say, the last one I would have watched was in black and white, and I think the, I think they spoke in it. I think, I think they they uh, that it was one of those new talkies. Um, but I have seen a few of these. I saw Friday Thirteenth at nine. Saw. Are you familiar with? Yes, I've seen the Saw movies. They disturb me. They are scary. No idea what they are. Halloween at eight. I have seen that. Halloween is my favourite scary movie. I can't remember the. I can remember but when Classic. we get down a bit. Um, the Grudge. I like all the Halloweens. The Grudge looks too scary for me. I feel like if there's a, if something that should be nice and sweet is turned into an ugly thing, it becomes twice as scary as something that is inherently scary. So I feel like The Grudge is. It's not for me. Too scary, too scary. Okay, all very well and good. Again, any of these I haven't seen, I've no idea what you're talking. You could be saying anything, and it, it, I, I'm just, well, I, I accept it anyway. Insidious at number six. Haven't seen it again, too scary. The Ring at number five. Again, too scary. <laughs> this is this is terrible. Um, The Conjuring, number four. It's a true story. I've no idea. What the hell is it? Yeah, I listened to a podcast about that recently, about the true story behind The Conjuring House. And they have changed a good few bits and bobs, but the people who lived there uh, and lived there at the time, and then I believe wrote a book about it, tell you all kinds of things. There are people who live there now who are more into kind of the paranormal investigation and all of that. So they're very interested in publicizing it and kind of sharing it with people. But yeah, The Conjuring, apparently apparently based on real events. Again, no idea what what you're talking about. Uh, Number three, Nightmare on Elm Street. Haven't seen that for so long. Yeah, I saw that. But that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Number two, The Shining. Here's Johnny. I nearly read that book last week, so I'm in, I'm living in an isolated cabin in the middle of nowhere at the moment, and that was confiscated from me because Dave said you're not bringing that book to, you know, quarantine to a cabin because <laughs> you're going to be alone and you're going to be terrified. <laughs> And then the dog is going to be upset. We, so hold I, on, I, hold on. We, we lost you there for a second. So I'm just going to say you, you're you're in a in a you're not quarantining, but you're you're in a cabin at the moment. That was the piece that we lost, and you're not allowed to read the book. No. So I do love the movie. Also based on kind of true events. It was based on the Stanley Hotel where Stephen King ended up spending a night, and 
he was looking for inspiration to go and write the book and he stayed in this hotel that has all kinds of haunted history although I don't think they like you talking about that now they've gone for a more kind of elegant you know they do fancy weddings that kind of thing but yes another another hotel that has really interesting past and tons of paranormal stories about it I haven't seen it obviously I've just I, I did the Jack Nicholson impression not terribly well but um, that's the only piece I Scary know about movie. It. the only piece I, I know about it really enjoy that movie um, and I really want to go to the Stanley Hotel and I bet you at the number one spot it's the Exorcist oh I was going to give you that I was going to ask you the question <laughs> well done <laughs> now that's a great movie but the scariest thing about that movie is I remember watching it as a teenager in a group of other teenagers and didn't realise that my skirt was tucked into my tights <laughs> so that's that's the greatest horror of all when you're about 17 <laughs> And I wasn't sure who had seen it or who hadn't seen it, but I realized halfway through the movie that that had happened and I was hiking it out. So that's my abiding memory of The Exorcist. <laughs> also based on a true story, it was a man and a boy and not a girl who had all those events happen. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the scariest thing that could could have happened. When you're 17, you can't have your skirt tucked into your tights because you're embarrassed about everything anyway. Yeah. Then you're extra, extra embarrassed in front of in front of the opposite sex, which is a terrible thing. Can but I, they were all very kind about it. No one commented. If, 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 yeah, I think, you know, that that is something. As you get older as well, you know, you, you, you will tell somebody and not care. Like, I mean, if... if yeah, not whereas care. when you're younger, um, if, if your mate is like that, you won't <laughs> say it to them. Whereas, you yeah. know... On the other hand, I think if, if you were walking around RT like that now, people would just say, oh, there's Neve. Another, there's Neve. Another yeah, fashion statement. <laughs> They just be like, there she is doing her thing. She's she's talking today. That's, yeah, that's exactly. What that's doing. what she does. That's what she does. Yeah, it took a few years to earn that terrible reputation, that- but I didn't have it at seventeen. At seventeen, you got to be like everybody else, and preferably not with your skirt tucked into your <laughs> anything that's at hilarious. all. Just gotta be normal. Ah, uh, yes. Out. Well, now guess what I'm going to associate with The Exorcist. I remember seeing it in, in cinemas, <laughs> and I think oh, it, it was over. It was over 18s or over 16s. It was certainly, and it was out like before I was of age. Uh, so I think I, I probably went to see it when I was 14 or 15 because I had a little a little moustache, you know, to make you myself rebel. look to make myself look like I was more than 12. <laughs> it didn't really then, work. Were you frightened? Yes. Good. It's a scary movie. It's probably, uh, yeah, a a lot of people who love scary movies all say that's their favourite and scariest movie. Well, you see, I wouldn't have said that I particularly liked scary movies, but when I look at them, I've seen a lot of them. Now, again, years ago when I used to go to the movies, I haven't gone to the movies in a while. Um, But, uh, well, obviously, uh, certainly not for the last year and a bit. But even before that, you know, um, it needs to be something I really want to see. Unlike yourself, who has the past to to the Stella. We're still waiting for something free from I've, <laughs> I got my monthly pass to the Swan. The Swan, and yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I go and see pretty much everything, which was great when I was working in radio and, and you were, you know, required to talk about movies. We are required to talk about something for something. some amount of yep. time on the radio and try and entertain people. So it was always very useful that going to the, the movies was something I love to do. Hmm, indeed. Um, okay, wild card, what you got? Wildcard, I had one thing, but I came across something else last night. Is it so better? I am going to do that. It's more disgusting. Oh, so I like. I, we like disgusting. Yeah, I like gross things. So I was watching the TV. I was watching Gogglebox, which I've just got into, which is 
great. I know I'm very late to the party, but it's very enjoyable. And it's very sort of heartwarming and sweet. It's people, do you know, do you know? I know what it is. I can't, yes. I, I, and I can understand the, as a programmer, I can understand how it appeals to people. I haven't given it more than five minutes because it just does the idea of it doesn't appeal to me now having said that uh, I was on Twitter the other day and I think it was Boyle Sports had and this may not mean anything to you the the um, Ted Walsh and his family watching races the Ted Walsh is a trainer uh, yes and he's also you know he, he's one of the pundits on RTE on their on their racing and I like racing and I find him very amusing he's also he's good he knows what he's talking about but he's, he's funny um, so I was tempted to watch it but um, then I didn't. That was a good story. No, it uh, wasn't. But but that that's my experience with the goggle box. Um, the no, I'm not, really not came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I didn't bother. Um, I may go back and watch it. My kids love it. Um, well, when I say kids, they're not really kids anymore. But they do sit down and watch it. They 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 think it's great. And again, I can I can understand the the uh, the entertainment of it. So I was watching the English version on the Netflix. Yeah. And there, something came up about toothbrushes, which I have. I've often thought about and spoken to people about, but how disgusting your toothbrush is. It can contain more than 100 million bacteria, including E. coli and staph bacteria. And it's really minging, especially if you don't keep it in a cupboard, which I don't, and you don't put a cover on it, which I don't. But interestingly enough, the woman on the TV, so they were all watching this this thing about how to clean your toothbrush. There are things you can do to not be so disgusting and have your absolutely horrible toothbrush full of rancid things. You can run hot water over it before and after each use. Soak it in antibacterial mouthwash. This one I thought was really interesting on the TV. They were saying you can put it into a glass of water and put a denture cleansing tablet oh, yeah, yeah. into it and then stick your toothbrush in and then it's clean because there's, there's such a thing as toilet plume. So when you when you flush the loo, flush all kinds of yep. I don't know what they are spores. Yeah, call them all kinds of gross things come out of your loo and land on your toothbrush, and then you put it in your mouth. So keep it as far away from your toothbrush as possible. And it's really made me think about investing in some kind of like mirror cabinet for my. <laughs> for my bathroom to keep my toothbrush out of the way. Yeah. But I'm definitely, definitely going to go into the chemist and get denture cleansing tablets. Yeah, but Neve, you've been yeah. okay. You've been okay up to now, haven't you? I have, but I haven't thought about it till now. Yeah. So just and about... And now I'm thinking about it a lot. Okay. Well, well, I would put money on your mobile phone having just as many germs Yeah, on. it's gross. You can get UV sanitizers for, for phones I and for... I forgot uh, toothbrushes. I don't know how good they are or they aren't. But yeah, the phone is gross. I rare. I always try and remember to put a, a wipe over it, one of those disinfectant wipes. But you just forget, and it's absolutely gross. And there's all kinds of matter. I re- I vaguely remember doing something about this on the radio, and I think that there's probably more. Um, there are more germs on your mobile phone than on your loose seat, if I'm not mistaken. I think I've heard that before. Which is disturbing. Yes, which would face. mean if, if, if all of those germs are going on to... I'm sorry to be talking about this if you're listening over breakfast. If, if, you're, if, if your toothbrush has that many... <laughs> if your toothbrush has that many germs on it because of the, 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 the loo, basically. You know what I mean? That, you're, you're, that your phone has even more. So I think the take-home message here is 
Don't flush where you brush. And maybe throw away your mobile phone if you're that way inclined. And change your toothbrush every three months, which I totally don't do. No, not me. Is that what you're supposed to do? That's what some dental association, I think it's the Dental Association of America, was recommending that you do. I absolutely don't do that. The Dental Association of Making Toothbrushes of America. Of making toothbrushes, yeah, exactly. Yes. We make toothbrushes, you know. It reminds me of that ad about the, the mattresses. You know, you need to change your mattress every, every seven or eight years, apparently. Do you? And apparently your pillow every year. I was watching the doctors yeah. on TV and they're like, change your pillow every year, which I... I don't. I feel like you can wash your pillow. You buy the modern pillows. You can wash them. Yeah. You can put a waterproof cover on them, and then you put your cover on them. So why would you need to change them every year? Absolutely not. And you'd have to remember as well. You'd have to care enough. You'd have to remember. And I haven't died yet. Well, there is that. Or, or how often do you change? Well, you don't because you don't shave. You, you're... I don't shave my face. No. Yes, no, you're no. Doing a face I've often said I love the beard. Loving the beard, Neve. Um, <laughs> how very much. How often so should you? Exactly. How often should you change your? Because, but I, I tend to forget. Um, but, but this year, I've done done things differently, right? Because I changed. I, I reckon I get about two months. Like the, the the blades, they're very expensive, right? They are expensive. So I reckon you get about two months out of them. They say that there's a strip on the bottom that goes yes. and whatever. I never look at the strip. So I changed it on the first of February, which was my daughter's birthday, right? And I said I'll get two months Big out day. of this and I'll change it. No, it was it was because it, it was to remind me. So I will change it again on the first of February, first of March, first of April, right? Okay. Yes. We're now at the end of April. And I can't remember whether I changed it on the 1st of April or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm now going, have I got three months out of this and do I need to move on to my um, the next blade that costs 25 quid a pop? Uh, and that's why you check the strip. Uh, well, the strip, I don't, yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. I think we're just about out of time. Oh no! Oh yes, we're not... Yeah, exactly. It means I've got uh, a wild card for next week without any research. Hey, hey baby! <laughs> <laughs> I should make. I should. I should start doing the timekeeping instead of you, so that you can stop getting out of. I've, I, the only reason I know is because I'm, I'm watching the timer on the on the on the recording thing here. That's the only reason I know. I'm gonna set my own timer next week. Oh, look at you! Sneaky. Look yeah. at you, been fancy. <laughs> um, I presume it's it's sunny down there because you have your your contacts in and you're going out with your sunglasses. That is very astute of you. Yes, I only put contacts in these days, but I need to wear sunglasses. Yeah. You told us last week. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. There yes, you go. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, okay, we'll we'll knock it up. We'll leave it there. So, as we said last week, um, by the way, th- did you like the the name of the the name of the one last week? It was nineteen, right? And somebody said, "What's N I N I N I? Is it Neve Neve Neve? No, it's N N N nineteen, as in Paul Hardcastle." I would love to say that I absolutely understand that reference, but I. <laughs> it was a big hit in the eighties. And I should. Absolutely know that. No, you shouldn't, because you were probably only born in the 80s, Neve. Radio station. <laughs> yes, but um, so we need to come up with something for because this is this is our 20th. Wow. We'll Good come up one. with somebody will come up with something before we put it up. Uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, your suggestions or stories are welcome. Look it at uniquemedia.ie. Or you can find us on the Twitter at look it no wait at look at podcast. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Ask look at podcast. It's harder to do this when you're not in the studio and you don't have a script. Now, I could just write a script, which I will do for next week. So tweet us, and if you would like to leave us a review uh, and a rating, that would be very much appreciated, unless it's mean, in which case it wouldn't be. But it helps other people find the podcast, and it is a very kind thing to do. Thank you so and much. Thank you to everyone who's been sharing, by the way. And thank you to Mel, who's doing a fantastic Huge job on the Twitter. thanks to Mel. Exactly. Who is 
tweeting up a storm as per usual. Absolutely. And I will put up the, the tweet, the one I'm allowed, uh, later on today. It's what Friday. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, hopefully I will get all the spellings correct. I hope that you don't. We're amusing. <laughs> yeah, very true. There is that. Uh, I've been Al Dunn. I've been Neve Bennett and other things. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Look it. 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 Will you listen? listen? Produced by Unique Media.